Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Nobodies Podcast. It's another somebody session in which these nobodies bring on a somebody who is an expert or rising star in their field. This week, our somebody is a 14-year veteran of the Air Force who recently transferred into the reserves and shifted gears to pursue her creative passions. When she's not acting, modeling, or writing, she's honing her photography skills by shooting a whole variety of subjects, from A-list models to, well, nobodies. This week, somebody is our resident photographer, Ali Borja. All right, we're recording. You start. Okay, first of all, do not tell me what to do. Talked right into that one. All right. Hey, guys, I'm Annie. And I'm Bryce. And we are the Nobodies. Experts on nothing. Opinions on everything. Hey, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Nobodies. Allie, thank you for being here. No, thank you for having me. I am incredibly interested in your story. I am, too. I mean, yes. So, so you guys, for the listeners, um, aka our moms, because uh, they're mm-hmm. the only people that listen. Um, <laughs> as I mentioned, Allie is our resident photographer who we recently did a photo shoot with. So, let me just start with this. Um, have you ever, prior to that photo shoot, taken photos of people in front of a dumpster? Can't say that I have. <laughs> <laughs> What did you think? So let's talk about this process because this was pretty funny. So I, we found each other. I am on Model Mayhem, mm-hmm. which is yep. a whole more ridiculous uh, conversation in the first place. But I am just curious as to like, have you found? So Model Mayhem is for a photographer. For people who don't know, it's for models to book work. Models. I, I'm considered a model on Model Mayhem. Everybody, just to hold your horses and sit down for a minute. That's but something I'm, we're actually going to dig into on another all right, episode. Okay. That's a whole nother podcast. Actually. That's a series. Yeah. That's a limited series podcast that we're going to come out with um, <laughs> about my time in model man. But I was wondering just, you know, before we get into like why, how you started in photography and everything with model mayhem specifically, because I think it is for me, it's been really interesting. I've used it very, you know, sporadically. It seems like, and I just wanted to know, as being a photographer, I know you're also a model, which we'll get into as well, but as from a photographer standpoint, do you feel like it's a good resource or what how, What has your, been your experience on Model Mayhem? As far as a photographer, I've had really good interactions with models when they're posting for um, possibly TFP, so trade. Okay. And also, I mean, it just gets more eyes on to your work because I know my photography is not posted on there, but I'm just like, hey, you know, uh, it's not featured here, but here's my Instagram. So then they shoot over to Instagram and they can see all my work or my website. And I have found it to be beneficial. I mean, that's how I got in contact with you guys. There's yeah. other people through California, Vegas that I've connected with. So you're predominant because you're predominantly sort of like you're in between Vegas and LA or Southern California, right? That's what you. I travel from NorCal to SouCal, Vegas. I oh my God. That's mm-hmm. awesome. God, you're like Annie. Car. Annie's in the car all the time too. You guys are just, you guys, you guys are two people. Soul sisters. <laughs> yeah. Like seriously. I was just curious because I feel like I, every time I've used it, I feel like it's been a really good resource too. You know, especially since I, in my, in my profile, it says that I want to hopefully be on the cover of men's health. And I would feel like that would be a turnoff to some people. So 
I'm really glad that I've been able to get some get some work out of it. TFP for people who don't know is trade for print. So basically, what you would do is you like as the model, you would pose for photos for a photographer so that they can use for their portfolio. Whereas you and you get photos in return as a model from the photographer for free, essentially. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, what did you think? Do most people that you shoot with are they as anal as I am? <laughs> hmm. How to put this nicely? <laughs> no, I actually appreciated your attention to detail. Like you coming already with an idea, an intention, a location. Uh, I just had to show up, so you made my job super easy. Good. Now you know how I feel about this podcast. He produces yeah. the whole thing and I just show up. Yeah. That's how you <laughs> really got it made. You got it made. You got it made. Yeah. I just I just I just feel like from a photographer standpoint, once again, that it just it is beneficial if you if for people who are like modeling and want to do photos, like I'm sure there's not that many people, but on listening to this podcast. But if you are, it is really beneficial for, for a photographer. I know that I've gotten that feedback before about how at least you can at least you have like, a, 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 you don't have to be like, hey, well, I mean, we talked about this when we were doing the yeah. shoot. It was like, hey, now I don't have to like think about, oh, do this pose or do that pose. It yeah. does make your job a lot easier. So people, if you do have an idea of where you want to go, I always have to, I always have to credit Mama Wilk for Annie's mom for our idea of, of these of the shoot because since we are the nobodies and I, our listeners have heard this a million times, but since we are the nobodies, you know, we wanted to do more shoots that are like. Well, we're not going to go in front of like influencer walls. We're not going to go. We're not going to because we're not influencers. We're not anything. She she said specifically, she's like, why don't you do stuff? Well, Annie, you could say it. She just said, why don't you do stuff in locations that people wouldn't normally think of, like in front of dumpsters or in front of like really like dead plants. <laughs> just things like that. Yeah, ex Exactly. Allie, um, wasn't I, wasn't I, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, wasn't I, I, was, I feel like you guys both know when, I, when we got there, I was so mad that they had picked up some of the trash. Yeah. I was like, God, there's not as much trash here. The, the lumps, the dilapidated love sack that was here a week ago isn't here anymore. I'm so oh, mad about it. God, seriously. God. I do have to know, since I was not part of the model, I have like a good head on my shoulders and I am not on model mayhem because I know that like, that's not my career path. Um, but when you saw that Bryce wanted to be in his bio, that he wanted to be on the cover of men's health, and then you showed up and met him, was that like at all alarming for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, cause I am all inclusive. I love that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, for, thank you for not judging me for my mental, my mental, my mental health issue. I'm still trying to get him diagnosed with a personality uh, disorder. Yeah, so. I mean, it's, it's close. It's, it's very close. Well, Ali, you are a great photographer and you're perfect for us because you seemingly don't put up with bullshit. Like you were very just mm -hmm. even keel. We, we both came away from that feeling like, wow, this was great because there was just no nonsense. Then that's what we wanted too. We yeah. really didn't want to have to spend a ton of time doing that. Do you feel like that happens? Are, are you like that in all sort of shoots? Because I feel like that's a huge, that's a really big plus for, uh, for models, especially just because you can kind of get in and get out and it doesn't have to be this long, arduous, Hour, hours upon hours. So mm -hmm. I was just curious, like what, what kind of, do you kind of feel out people's styles or how do you, how do you best operate? Yeah, that's what it was beneficial when we talked and you already had a concept because that cut out a lot of 
meeting up and then being like, well, what are we going to do? You know, we already had that so we could hit the ground running. And when I see the location, since you sent me a picture, I was like, oh, okay. So I know what I need to come prepared with, like the reflectors and what angles I need to be aware of and what type of settings. And, um, and then seeing, understanding what kind of pictures you guys are going for. And then I'm like, okay, then I know what kind of poses to suggest. And mm -hmm. yeah. that really helps to where I can bring your concept to life. And it's not me trying to impose my will upon you because after all, it was, you know, it was your idea. Like it was the shoot that you wanted to do. And I'm like, you know, I can add it to mine. Cause you know, high fashion could be anything. You could be in front of, you know, construction zones or whatever. You know, I thought it was really yeah. a chance to be creative and just kind of go with the flow of it. It was really effortless. Do you feel like you're more Good of a, yeah, seriously, but do you feel like you're more of a creative director with people who are not as insane as I am? Like, do you feel like that you have to sort of really push people? I mean, do you feel like you're pushing people out of their comfort zones? Are you like, okay, this would be really good. Or, or, I mean, I just am curious about that sort of process because I think it would be super hard to like, if someone is like a blank slate, which is great. Cause you're mm -hmm. like, oh, this person really is up for anything. But at the same time, then you have to step in and do everything. Yeah, so I have worked with people that have no experience in front of a camera, and they're just like, "Well," <laughs> and you're myself, great. You <laughs> Thank know? you. That you helped me so yeah, much. You were really great. Amy. So comfortable. Yeah, it looked high fashion for sure. And so I've worked with people like that, and just seeing, um, kind of like where they're at. Like, all right, all right, you know, show me what you what pose you want, and then maybe just critiquing it a little from there because when you, the model, are feeling you're most comfortable in your pose, then I'm just tweaking it a little bit so it doesn't feel like so unnatural. And that's why I like to show the pictures to them like every so often be like, okay, see, this is what we're working with. So that way maybe the model's like, mm, I don't like how my face looks in that. I need to change my expression. So then we can just do a quick like redo. And I, I feel like it gets you to the end result faster. Mm -hmm. Right. It's always interesting too. I loved that you were showing us the photos periodically because what feels really weird is what photographs really well. Yeah. And I think like for people that are not professional models, most importantly myself, I felt very like kind of out of whack, but those were the ones that turned out the best where I was like, yeah. oh, okay. So if you can make things really like angular or whatever, it, it helps the photo. So mm -hmm. I think that was awesome that you were doing that. It's yeah, also, no, 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 I was just gonna say, it seems also educational. I mean, from everybody has a phone. So it's like, you're learning. I mean, watching you work is, is also like a, almost like a, a, what is the word? Some sort of class. There's like a flash. It's not a flash. Like a master smell. class. Yeah. A master class. It's a, or just like a, a, a real quick version, a tutorial of how mm -hmm. to be, how to be a photographer. Cause then you're like seeing you work and seeing the angles and you're like, okay, the lighting looks better on this side. And you know, the, the angle is better this way. And here you stand like this or, you know, just moving stuff. So I really, I really feel like I learned something from you too. Mm -hmm. No, thank you. No, I appreciate that. If anyone can come away, like having learned something new or gain some new experience, I feel like it's a good experience for everybody. Okay. So now we, now we want the dirt. So have you ever had a nightmare client aside from me? Have you ever had like somebody that you're like, wow, I mean, whether it be their attitude or like, you know, was it, or have you had really good experiences? 
I've been extremely lucky. Everyone that I have worked with has been very open. And especially after they see my work, they you can tell when you've built that trust when they're like, okay, yeah, I trust you. I know this is going to look great, even if it feels awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then having someone and then after, especially if I do multiple shoots with somebody, then they're already coming to me like, oh, I want to do this next time. And, you know, try and be um, a different concept or edgier or more revealing. Because, you know, a lot of times, especially as females, we're like very insecure of our, mm-hmm. our bodies. And so to have women come to me and feel more confident and comfortable, and that really shows in pictures. So it's it's nice to see them uh, just be more open and confident. Yeah. And you, cause you, cause you're sort of bread and butter. I mean, you helped us because we were looking for, for everyone who's listening, mom, Lori, um, if if we, we were looking for more of a promotional shoot, just, you know, for, for stuff that we can post on Instagram, maybe for like a promotional poster or something that we can put up, like, I don't know, in like a bathroom somewhere. Um, but we, your sort of bread and butter is more like portraits and also boudoir, correct? I mean, is that sort of what you like? Is that the, is that what you like to do? I like, oh man, I started out with doing landscapes and travel. Um, okay. And then I moved into portraiture and I really like working with people in fashion. I just like to be creative. That is the thread through it all. So if it's something that I haven't done, but it sounds creative, I'm like, Sure. Why not? Yeah, that's so nice. So do you think that, uh, oh, go ahead. No, I was actually, um, no, I don't want to get completely like off of your outline, Bryce. I was wondering if we could oh, switch gears though, because as you're talking about wanting to be creative, I was so interested to hear how you kind of got to this place because I know Bryce mentioned in your intro in the bio that you're a 14 year veteran of the air force. Thank you for your service. Yes, first thank of all. you for your service. Um, how does a person get from the Air Force to being a model, actor, and photographer? Like, can you walk us through that process? Yeah. So, as a child, I loved theater, I loved acting, and I was always creative going to art classes with my mom. She's an artist. And just being exposed to that whole world. I loved dance. I've been doing all different forms of dance through throughout the years. And then, you know, when talking to my mom as a kid and being like, oh, I want to, you know, act. And she's like, no, you'll be a starving artist and stuff like that. So, yeah. Smart, smart, smart. <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, you're going to go to college. You're going to get your degree. And so then I kind of like packed it all away and chose to be serious. So I got my degree, joined the military. And after so many years of just, it's just like, I want to do something that I like, you know, something fun, something, a complete 180 from all the the structure and seriousness. You know, I mean, art is, can be serious, you know, especially if you're passionate about it, but it's a different part of like the personality that I get to put out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What was your degree in college out of curiosity? So my bachelor's is in physics and mathematics with a minor in aerospace studies. My master's is forensic psychology. And right now I'm working on master's of fine arts for photography. Yes. I mean, and then where that it is incredible. Um, I was not expecting what your bachelor degree was. It's amazing. (laughs) Um, What made you go into the military? Well, both my parents were prior Air Force, so they had nothing but good things to say about it. 
Um, my mom was always telling me how she wished they had done all 20 years and retired because the benefits and everything. And after college, not really knowing what I wanted to do. Plus I was on scholarships. So the Air Force was a thing that helped pay for my college. And so of course you have to give that service back. And um, I didn't receive my commission, but I did get my degree, but I still chose to enter in as an enlisted person just because it was um, something that could a pay me, didn't have to have all that experience because it was that double-edged sword with college. You're just like, okay, so you got out of college, but do you have any experience? And I'm like, no, I was in college the whole time. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. If you didn't go to college and you have all that experience, you're like, well, where's your degree? You know, so... Air Force would kind of help with that. Yeah. I'm curious, and we, we're not going to focus on just your military background, I promise. I just found this such a fascinating career path um, because it just seems to be two totally opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, but what was your experience like being a woman in the Air Force? That, whew, it can be daunting. <laughs> because I was in the law enforcement field as in security forces is what it's called in the Air Force. And then I also cross trained, which is a job, complete job change into Air Force Office of Special Investigations where I became a special agent. So it's federally accredited. Um, that's like the Air Force's equivalent to FBI. And so having so much background with uh, male dominated career fields, it can be kind of frustrating um, because the way you're looked at is sometimes you're just not heard. You always have to constantly prove yourself. Um, but whenever I joined a specialized team, like when I joined our equivalent of SWAT, like that was a group of guys that I jumped through the same hoops as they did to earn my spot. So they looked at me as an equal. And so there are moments like that that I really cherished. But it definitely is a struggle, you know, as a mm -hmm. female. Wow. Yeah. That is, I mean, that is so amazing. That is, I mean, the fact it's not amazing that the fact that you felt like you had to, you know, be compared to, or that you wouldn't be felt equal to the men, but it's, I hate that about it, but I think it's amazing that you had that gratification of knowing that you did all of the same shit that they did mm -hmm. and yeah. passed with it. I mean, that had to feel so good. Oh, that was when I earned that patch for the SRT, it's the special response team. Um, it was incredible. Like I teared up. <laughs> yeah, wow. of course. The training, the blood, sweat and tears, that's 120 hours. And then you have oh. training that you have to go through and then you have to be certified. You have to go through a whole uh, scenario that people come and grade you on and judge you on. Um, and so I had to meet the same criteria. There was no standard change for me. So when I would see other guys trying out and falling out, I'm just like, well, no, I'm still here. I'm still doing it. That's amazing. Do you notice at all, are there parallels to kind of that feeling where you feel like you have to work a little bit harder to prove yourself and things like that? Do you see that same parallel now in the industry that you're in? With acting and photography and writing sometimes um because you know whenever someone's like oh hey there little lady darling or whatever and i'm just like 
do you know what I can do? (laughs) One of the doctors I call on called me sweetheart the other day and I thought I was going to throat punch him. Oh my! I was like, what did you just say to me? (laughs) Yeah. I was, I was just curious because I feel like, um, it may be more freeing in the creative space because you are quite literally in charge of that. But I know it's still such a struggle for women, especially in Hollywood, to be given the same recognition, the same pay, the same everything as their male counterparts. So Mm -hmm. I guess I was just curious if you saw that parallel or maybe not so much on this side. I've been pretty lucky. Like at first, some people might approach me and they might not know how to to judge me. Um, But I've been told the way I hold myself, the way I interact, they can tell like, okay, there's something about her with all Mm -hmm. the comments and everything because um usually some actors like where we can be very like insecure like oh did I do a good job you know how do they think of me how do they view me and but me I'm just like here I am yeah believe <laughs> it you know? that's awesome though yeah because when you've been in those situations with the military the military don't they don't care about your feelings you know like, no you do the job or you don't like you know so it's it's one of those like eh, you know it doesn't bother me yeah, yeah do, that's amazing. Do you mind um, us asking again? And we promise we won't talk about the, the military the whole time. But do you mind? Maybe just walk us through a little bit more of like where were where were you stationed? First of all, let's start from you know growing up. You said your parents were both in the Air Force. Did you guys move around a lot? And then at, when you went into the Air Force, did you have to move around places? And where's like the best? Where's the best place you lived? You think? Ooh, good questions. Um, so I was first stationed at Holloman Air Force Base. That's in New Mexico. Okay. Then my second base was Springdalen, Germany. Gorgeous. And Ooh. then the next base was Creech Air Force Base in Nevada. And so now I've transitioned out of active duty and I'm in the reserves and I'm attached to uh, a unit out in Hawaii. Ugh. Yeah, that'll be my first time going to Hawaii, so I'm super excited. So will you basically be in the reserves for the next six years, and then at 20 years you can retire? Is that how it works? So it's based on a point system. So whatever, if I'm able to get all the points needed to have what they call a good year, then that'll count towards my retirement. It's going to end up being more like eight years instead of six. Okay. But with I'm in the IMA, then I'm only having to really do – one month out of the year. So I'm like, I can do that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so yeah, what is reservist? Yeah, I know you mentioned that you said you're you're doing a reservist time in Hawaii. Does that mean you're still working or is it me what is what does that mean? I have no clue. I'm an <laughs> idiot. Sure, sure. So uh, I'll try and explain it. So when I'm active duty, that's when I am 24-7 like part of the military. As a reservist, when I'm on orders then that's when I'm considered active duty. And the rest of the time, I'm just a civilian, you know? Okay. So for me, being IMA, it's um, one of the programs that falls under the reserve unit is that I can consolidate all of my time to one month out of the year to where I will be on orders, wearing the uniform, doing the job. And then the rest of the year, I'm a civilian. Nice. That's amazing. Is is this the first time you've done this since you yes. left active duty okay have the, have you gotten any nerves 
about it or you, yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> we've gone through a whole uniform change so I felt like a, a noob because I'm I went to the local uh, Travis Air Force Base and I was like asking one of the sergeants there's like can you help me with my uniform just to make sure I show up looking correct yeah <laughs> that is oh, so gosh, funny I bet there's yeah. so many like little caveats that us civilians would never even think of I saw something on TikTok about like the rules for doing a bun in your hair for women in the military. And I was like, what? Oh, you can't just like throw it back there. <laughs> There's like no. so many things you have to do to like get it perfect. There is a whole regulation manual that's just like thick that you'd have to read through to know how to wear all your uniforms, your customs and courtesies, how to salute, how to do all of that when there's different there i mean like you said as you mentioned there's different like courtesies and salutes for different people it's not like you can just it's you you know it seems like the got a terrible example but like the royal family where you have to like you can you can't do that you have to do different things for like the queen or for the prince or for whomever whatever yeah, they are the different ranks. yeah mm -hmm. did you ever go and feel free to tell me to pound sand but it, with asking this question but did you ever go anywhere like potentially terrifying i feel like you're going i mean when you go on like trips to work it's like you're i mean you're working in these places that are that could be potentially dangerous i mean i went on a cruise ship to work and i i feel like that's probably not the same as this at all oh my god you're such well, a no, if you're a carnival i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good joke really good um, so I, I was deployed three times. I went to Iraq twice, Afghanistan once. And so you were rocketed and mortared. You were shot at. I ne never necessarily was on patrol outside the wire. I did do a mission where I was constantly flying um, all around Afghanistan to all these other countries, Kyrgyzstan, um, Pakistan, Uzbekistan, all the stands. All yeah. the stands. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, so that was interesting because then you were yeah. just a target in the air that could be shot down. Um, but oh my gosh, it was, it's one of those, it's kind of like it becomes part of your everyday life while you're there. So you just switch, you flip the switch to where you're just like, eh, oh, there's a rocket coming in. Where is it landing? <laughs> oh, not my us. gosh. Continue the volleyball game. Okay. That is so wild. I mean, Annie, me. can you imagine flying a plane like no. by yourself? I mean, and no. then not only just at just that alone is like yeah, boom, mind blowing. Uh, not only that, being shot at, potentially shot at on a plane, yeah, uh, on a plane is just like the most terrifying thing I've ever heard. Um, but the okay, so the last question. To, this is Fourth of July weekend. Um, I do want to know, does this holiday mean something different to you after serving? Um, and what are your, what are your plans for 4th of July? So I will be in Hawaii for the 4th of July. So I don't know exactly what I'll be doing. Kind of depends um, if they're going to require me to work or not, because as right. law enforcement, you never have a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. God. Will you be yeah. in Honolulu? Yes. Okay. I have been in Honolulu for the 4th of July before. And yeah. the fireworks are superb. So, and you can literally see them from anywhere on the island. Nice. I'll definitely keep that in mind. I'll ask them um, where I can set up if, if I'm not working. Yeah. And then, so for me, the 4th of July, <sighs> I mean, I know now having served so many years, like it is a sacrifice, you yeah. know, uh, 
I, I am not married and I do not have kids, but I know a lot of people in the military service that do both male and female. And I know the family members, the spouses, and it's a toll on everybody. So it's when you say you're a military spouse, like that means something completely different because you have to endure things that a civilian spouse might not have to ever endure. You know, in the civilian world, you're not usually saying goodbye to your spouse for six to eight months and then not knowing if they're going to come back or not. You know, it's and having to make it work and during those times. So it's it's a sacrifice. So I definitely understand like there's it's it's a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you're like making me tear up. Actually. I know. I, I know. I like, I mean, it's just, it's just something that like, we'll never have to, we'll never have to deal with. Like we won't ever, we, really we, we're, about, yeah. we're so lucky that we don't, that, you know, Annie and I, we don't have to like, we don't have to do that. We don't have to sacrifice ourselves. We don't have, we, I mean, it is such a huge honor. And like, I just, it's just amazing. I just am so respectful of, of anybody who mm -hmm. can do that. It's, it's incredible. So thank you once again. That was a great answer yeah. too. This episode is brought to you by emilyroggenberg.com. Bryce, when I say the initials AF, what do you think of? As fuck, obviously. Okay. So you think that's what I'm getting at? Fine. What about the initials ER? Uh, the former longtime medical drama on NBC starring George Clooney and Juliana Margulis. Oh my God, I hate how you say her last name. Um, anyway, when I hear AF and ER, I think of the new clothing collaboration from Alexa Fay and Emily Roggenberg, available now on emilyroggenberg.com. Oh, you mean the five-piece clothing collection of casual loungewear that flawlessly incorporates both Alexa and Emily's personal styles? I am so glad you finally decided to join us. Well. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And I've actually known Alexa and Emily for a while now, and I can tell you that both of these women are raw, unfiltered, and confident in their own skin. And that's exactly what this collaboration offers, and also exactly why I've already got my credit card out. It's so comfortable too. Annie, you and I both said we're exclusively wearing casual loungewear until the end of time anyway, so this is great. And right now, you can use the promo code NOBODY for 25% off your purchase. So please go check out the Alexa Fay and Emily Roggenberg collab exclusively at emilyroggenberg.com and use promo code NOBODY. That's the Alexa Fay and Emily Roggenberg collab at emilyroggenberg.com, promo code NOBODY. Annie, since I work in TV, I think I'm going to pitch an ER reboot to NBC called ERAF, and it'll be about like the sexy young interns at the hospital. Oh my God. Absolutely not. Take a seat, Bryce. <laughs> and now back to the show. God. Yeah. Wow. That was took a turn. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> so, so did you, where did you grow up, Allie? Cause I, I want to know how you made your way out West since after, after like, you know, transferring out of active duty. What what brought you like to this area of the country? So interestingly enough, I was actually born on Mather Air Force Base. That's by Sacramento. Okay. It's not even open. It's not there anymore. It's not an Air Force Base, but I was born there because like I said, both my parents are Air Force. But shortly after I was born, um, my mom left the service because you have the choice when you're pregnant to, to leave the service if you choose. And my father, he got out after his uh, first contract was was up. And then we moved to the East Coast. We're in Florida, North Carolina. And then I lived in South Carolina for a little bit. And then when I joined the military, that's when I was moved to New Mexico. Oh, and then so after all those bases, um, 
there is a program called SkillBridge in the Air Force where I can actually uh, become an intern for a business and they, the Air Force will pay, continue to pay you at your rank, your normal pay while you're on this internship. So I got approved for three months and the person I was interning for is out in California. So that allowed me to move to California. Nice. And what was the job of that person that you were an intern for? Photographer. Okay, it was. Oh, that's perfect. Mm -hmm. So you can select like the skill that you want to go yes. intern for. Oh, that's mm -hmm. an amazing program. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know if it was like you got randomized into something or like, that's so cool <laughs> though. It's like an apprenticeship almost. Yeah. And it's nice because leaving military and you're just like, I don't know what to do with my hands. You know, right. it's <laughs> <laughs> me at our photo shoots. <laughs> Annie was so Allie, concerned about me. her hands. Allie, tell me what to do with my hands. You're like, and Allie's like, just put them down. Yeah, she's like, you have, you have pockets. Down. They don't yeah. have to float <laughs> into the air. <laughs> That's really cool. I mean, like, I, how did you move? I'm sorry. I know I'm trying to revert back, but how did you move from Germany to where did you move after that? Nevada? Like, was that yeah. where you like, this sucks. Like, that was not by choice. Trust me. When I found no, out, I know I was it going, was so hard though. There, I read my papers and they're like, you're going to Creech Air Force Base. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going from all this nice greenery and grass and trees and, you know, under 100 weather seasons seasons right i mean they have seasons yeah i mean is it hot there in germany in germany it can be it okay. didn't get over 100 maybe like three days out of the summer okay and then that was it oh Gosh. and in nevada you're just like here's just a patch of dirt <laughs> and let me sizzle yeah. in it <laughs> yeah I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be bacon now like just oh god literally yeah. you step outside and the sun immediately goes to your soul and it just withers away yeah. yeah. Oh, oh God. That just sounds terrible. <laughs> so you, so you came out and you did an apprenticeship for, for a photographer, essentially, mm -hmm. I mean, an internship, but you've really managed to get, I mean, I know you've been using like model mayhem, but for people who like want to do what you have done, I mean, you're really building a, you're building a, a base and a brand and you're, you're reaching out mm -hmm. to people. You're very good. I mean, listen, you were the one that came to us and you're like, Hey, can I be a guest on your podcast? Like that is a huge thing. And we were like, of course, I mean, yeah, we we're like, yes, you, but, thank you. but I mean, we, we love that. I mean, I no, no one's like banging down our door uh, trying to get on this <laughs> show, but, but it was, it was a huge compliment. First of all, I wanted to say yeah. that, but also the fact that you are, you know, you're so proactive in things. And I just, you know, what are some, if for someone who's, for people who are trying to, and I want to get into the other stuff, but even mm -hmm. like with acting and writing, you're on front, you're for everybody else, you know, you're on the front in front of the camera as well as behind the camera. So yes. I just wanted to know what, what sort of, um, you know, what, what advice would you give people who are trying to maybe do either, either or? Ooh, so definitely proactive, like you said. That is yeah. a good one. You have to be out there searching for it because nobody's just going to be like, oh, you want to do this? Here you go. You know, mm -hmm. they're not going to yeah. come up and hand it to you. So, yeah, like Model Mayhem. So I use that a lot for modeling. There's other sites uh, for acting and modeling. You can do Actors Access, Backstage, um, I'm on IMDb now. And Those are all paid services, by the way, for yes. everybody. But so, I mean, it is a little, it is a nominal fee. It's a small fee, but they are, it's, it's not, but I'm saying you're, I, I'm, I'm just agreeing with you. I think that it's hard and you have to put, you have to like, you know, 
spend money to make money, I guess. I don't know. Bryce, do you pay for Model Mayhem? No. No, no. Model Mayhem is free. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I but I did pay for I did pay for IMDB because I was Ali, I'm not sure if you know, I was on I I frequently appeared on Chelsea Handler's Netflix show. And so they were getting me IMDB credits. And so they were like, but you have to pay for it because you have to get IMDB Pro if you want like your photo in there. And I just thought for sure, if I put, if I pay for the service and get my photo up there, it's going to be like game over Hollywood. They're coming, yeah. he's coming convinced, after me. He is convinced he's the next Bradley Cooper. So well, I just want to play like his brother or like his long lost cousin. Thank you. No, don't tell him. Thank that. you. Thank you. Ari. Thank you. Thank you so much. No. We're gonna, I, luckily this is recorded and will live forever. So thank you. And, um, we'll make sure that it, that part gets edited out. <laughs> deleted. And he's like, I'll delete that from the face of the earth. I want to just play like his long lost, maybe his like, you know, like um, brother, step child, like former lover. I don't know. I could be, I could be a long distance relative by marriage. You could be even. his prison cellmate. <laughs> there you go. It is hard, but I think it's worth it. Clearly you're, you're reaping the benefits of that by, by making connections and at least getting your, your feet out there. I feel like that's the hardest thing to do is to kind of just like really be like, I'll do whatever. I mean, that's kind of like us. We're, we, in this podcast, we're like, you know, we're just going to try stuff. We're not some, we're not, you know, yeah. we don't need to, we, we don't need to prove anything just quite yet. So let's just try things and see what works and see what doesn't and really troubleshoot. And I feel like that's what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like throwing everything out there, see what sticks on the wall. Yeah. And, just, and I was talking to someone today about that. Cause I was like, I don't expect anything to happen overnight. Like I was totally prepared to eat shit and like the taste of shit for years, you know, that's, that's what I'm prepared for. That's very admirable. Seriously. And from that analogy, I have been eating shit and liking it for years. Yeah. <laughs> years. It's like, mm, is this shit today? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's that spicy shit. I like yeah. it. <laughs> I'm it. so impressed with anybody because I have no desire to be in the industry. I did not come to LA to be in the industry. So, but I've seen, I know a lot of people that have and the resilience. I'm in sales. I always say sales. Which people. is also neat, takes a ton of resilience. Yeah. Well, so. no, I was going to say, I have always like prided myself on being incredibly resilient. And salespeople out there listening, we have nothing on people that are trying to get into Hollywood because <laughs> I cannot imagine the level of rejection just because yeah. it's so competitive. The amount of people that are trying to get into it and there's so many things. I just think it's very admirable to be able – We and I always say like doing my job, I wake up every morning with the expectation of getting kicked in the teeth every <laughs> half hour and – that's basically what I do, but you guys have to do that like literally until you get one bite. I may get a win a day. You guys in the industry get like a win a year if you're if, it, if you're successful. So it's crazy. That's nice. Yeah, but I mean, you, you're not giving yourself. I mean, you you have a very difficult job too. But um, I I do have a silly I do have a silly question for you, Allie. And not that any of these have been that serious. Um, but you're you're an actress and a model. But it, so if you could pick a TV show to be in, like it, you know, you're starring in it, which one would it be? Which one? Like oh, the first thing that came to mind was Outlander. 
Oh, okay. Ooh. <laughs> Danny, have you seen Outlander? I haven't I've watched it. I've only right. seen one episode. I need to watch it because I've heard outstanding. Everyone things. is like obsessed with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've never seen it. Okay, so that's on our list. Okay, Ali, I see it. Are you like? Would you be like a like a war? Like, what would you would you want to be like a princess or like a warrior? Or like a, just a <gasps> badass. I'm- Certainly not a princess by any stretch of the imagination. Okay, well, if anything, I would be the the bar winch probably in the background. <laughs> 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 oh my god, this is a better answer than I could have ever imagined. <laughs> um, so you all, you really do have a lot going on. You're also a Reiki a, a Reiki healer. Reiki. Am I saying that Reiki? Reiki? Yeah. Reiki. Okay. Well, clearly I know nothing. So you need to know. I want to know. What that is, and I mean, I I clearly obviously need it because it's some sort of service and healing is. I yeah. just need any so any any help I can get. So what is that, and and where where do I sign up? <laughs> <laughs> so for a lot of people, it's going to sound like a bunch of woo woo stuff, um, but. If- well, we are we we embrace the woo woo stuff. We at do. least us us we're like oh god. Some a psychic <laughs> says I'm going to get married at 52. All right, that's the day that all that's when I'm that's when it's happening. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah, so basically it's energy healing is what they it's described as a Japanese form. And so it's not your personal energy. It's you using the energy of all that's around you. You're just a conduit for it. And the energy, once it's entering into the subject, it's going to find what needs to be healed. And it's, this is not something that is a uh, cure-all. No, this is more so a supplemental because it could be something that maybe it unlocks trauma that you have uh, basically just pushed down in your life. And it just kind of helps to free that to bubble up to the surface. So it could help maybe in your therapy sessions or something like that when you're talking to someone. Um, so it has various uses and I've seen it used for so many different things. Gosh, that's great. Any have you ever done that? I've never done Reiki, but I know Ace is a, um, oh, certified. What is it called? A healer, a Reiki master. healer. Mm-hmm. Thank you, master. God, that word was not going to come to me. So thank Ace you. Is, Ace um, is our friend who's been on our podcast too. She's been to somebody. She was just featured on yeah. Jennifer Aniston's um, Instagram, Instagram story. Um, but I have personally not ever done it. I've heard amazing things about it. Out of curiosity, not again to bring it back to the military. Is that being used at all for? people maybe that suffer from PTSD or anything like that? No, um, it's not. Would it be beneficial, do you think? Or do you think that that would just like not even touch the surface? I think so because there are people in the military that are very spiritual. And so if you're not going to a chaplain and you don't want to go to a doctor because it's not really being reaching that doctor level, you know, Mm -hmm. because the doctor's just looking what they can see. They're not going beyond, you know. And right. It's With the bad. physical. They're thinking, they're focused on the physical as opposed yeah. to the metaphysical. Mm-hmm. And That's so with the spirituality, like, I think that would be a, a good option. Yeah. As like a supplement to therapy. This is, this also just popped into my mind because I mentioned PTSD. What are your thoughts on the use of microdosing mushrooms for PTSD? I am for- Allie's into it. I mean, yeah. come on. Like, <laughs> into it. I think it's the studies they're doing are unbelievable. Yeah. And so I was so against drugs growing up. I was like, drugs are bad, you know, and was all 
against that. But then as I got older and I started seeing more of the science behind marijuana, and if you separate the CBD from the THC, you know, there's a lot of benefits. And then also seeing like with the, the mushrooms, ayahuasca, um, all of that, the LSD. Yeah, M- MDMA. Aren't they either using yeah. MDMA to help PTSD too, microdosing, mm-hmm. which is and crazy. So I'm for it. Yeah, I, I have said for years, I think once they figure out how to appropriately um, dose and mm-hmm. regulate CBD, it will be the, like the miracle cure for a ton of things. Yes. They yeah. just have to figure out how to regulate it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think I, going back to kind of what you said about, uh, you know, being military, being spiritual, I actually just spoke to a, an, a, a retired active vet. Wait, a retired, a, a former active <laughs> like, military. That make sense veteran let's just put it that way i want to try to do that per right but a former active military veteran and he said that he was like and i think he grew up you know catholic or whatever I, i'm not totally sure but he just said and then he then he like kind of lost his faith and he was like i don't but then he's like when i was in afghanistan he was like my faith like got restored like i i i believed in god like i he he essentially just did a complete about face and i just thought that was so interesting and and you know crazy cuz i think that a lot of people who maybe aren't spiritual don't have those sort of experiences so they don't see that um I don't necessarily prescribe to like an actual religion anymore, but I do, I definitely am very spiritual and I believe, you know, in a higher power and stuff, but I just, you know, it's, it was just interesting to hear because like, clearly I've never been in a situation like that and probably never will be, which I'm so grateful for, but it's just that, that really carried stock with me, for example, (laughs) or just, just for, for lack of a better phrase. So anyway, um, how do you balance everything? Like how can how can, how can people become Seriously. less stressful, less stress and more balanced in their lives? Because you you told me you said you know your goal is just to like live life to help people you know to help balance be more balanced and free. And I just want to know you have so much going on. How do you how do you balance it all? Some people would be like, uh, you need to focus on one thing and one thing only <laughs> in order to do it well. But that's why I'm doing so many things because. Let's say I've put in freaking 300 submissions on Actors Access or something and nothing's coming through, but I'm able to book modeling gigs or photography gigs. And so like, okay, you know, go this way for a little bit. And then like, oh, you know, I got picked up for a role this way a little bit, you know. And so it's one of those things where it's like I'm not trying to just hard line anything. So I'm basically like the going with the flow and whatever works for me. If I'm tired, I'll take a rest. If I'm energized, then I'll hit it hard. You know, mm-hmm. just really listening to my body and state of mind. It's pretty amazing because you yeah. are, you clearly, I mean, you, you grew up and, you know, seemingly were in the military with so much structure and now that you don't have structure, but it's just so much more loot. Like it, it's just so cool to see you kind of like totally change sort of the way you're living your life from like going from like a very, you know, strict Mm -hmm. structure that's probably not very creative, not to say that it's not, but just, and now being like this creative sort of unicorn or Phoenix rising. (laughs) So I think it's just, so. I I mean, I, it's like, as Annie and I, as Annie said before, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by that. Mm -hmm. Do you ever have, do you ever have days where you're like, (laughs) you hit noon and you're like, 
holy shit, I completely overcommitted myself today? Or do you do a good job? Is it mostly like you're able to remain balanced because you plan really appropriately? So there, I definitely notice a difference between planning my day and not planning my day. Okay. If I don't plan my day, then I could easily be lost down the rabbit hole of TikTok or Instagram <laughs> or whatever, you know, and hours will pass. And if I plan my day and I allot for, this is a trick that I found for myself. If I allot for like, okay, a couple hours of work, then I get an hour of free time, a couple hours of work hour of free time or something mm -hmm. to allow myself to just be like, huh, you know, I can go do something fun and create, you know, and put that in my schedule. Then I feel way more balanced than just work. Okay. That makes sense to me. I today was like, I hit noon and I was like, I have way too many things on my plate and I cannot say yes to one more person. <laughs> well, so, this, is gonna, this is what I was going to ask you, Annie, because I want to know, Annie, you, how do you juggle everything? Because Annie is like, I texted her today and I, I had like a sort of busy day, but I was like, <laughs> I'm about to collapse. I can't do this. And I'm like, is this what it's like being you every day? <laughs> like, is this every day for you? I have one final question. Um, what do you think is like the most important thing that you walked out, not walked out, but that you left active duty with like a skill what is the thing that you walk away and you're like, you know what, that, those 14 years were worth it for this? I was actually thinking about this the other day. I was like, you know, what did I gain from 14 years? Like, what can I definitively say? And I would say I definitely know my abilities, capabilities, and my strengths, weaknesses, and where I top out at. Mm -hmm. you know, when you've pushed yourself to such ridiculous limits, you end up having this confidence of knowing what you're capable of. And so being able to have that knowledge and knowing that you've been tested mm -hmm. time and time again, like that, I would say is, is what I walked away with. That's invaluable. I mean, that's yeah, most people work their whole lives to figure that out. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So Allie, since Annie and I really love our moms, we thought it would be fun to ask one of them to submit a question or two to ask our somebody's oh, in a special okay. segment we call the mom question. Uh, this week's mom question comes from my mom. Her name's Jane. Uh, she asks you, or she says, and then asks, you have had such an eclectic career and so many different passions. She wants to know what would be your dream job? Hmm. It seems to change every few years, but <laughs> just being able to travel around try different foods, see different places, and then just be able to share that experience with other people. Like, I love that. So you want to be Anthony Bourdain, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, but I don't want it to be like so much pressure. Like it has to be a production. Like I just want yeah, it to be like, right. you know, like, oh, hey guys, you know, just, well, your photography could take you there. I mean, your photography, yeah. anything that you're really, I mean, any of your passions that you're doing right now could take you essentially there. Like if you were photographing stuff, if you were doing like you were doing at the beginning, like landscapes and travel mm -hmm. photos and you could go try, I mean, that would be an amazing job. Like to be yeah. able to sell your photos and you're so talented. And yeah. so I, I, I hope that, I hope that comes to fruition. Yeah, it'd be nice to be able to to sell the the landscape. I've only sold one. I was approached for one. Uh, nice. When I was out in Germany, 
And I was, I was so honored. I was like, oh, thank you. That's so awesome. I was like, I can say I'm a professional photographer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can. That's, that's amazing. Huge. That's huge. And um, so it's, yeah, I just, if I could get paid to just meet people, have fun, make people laugh, feel included, spread happiness and joy, that's what I want to do. I love that. Yeah, that is so great. Yeah. Um, all right. So to end our somebody sessions, we like to ask everyone the same three questions are pretty rapid fire. So you don't have to, hopefully okay. you don't have to think about them too much, but Annie, will you please do the honors? Yes. The first one is what is your favorite hard seltzer or alcoholic beverage? I'm technically allergic to alcohol. I don't really drink. Oh, what? <laughs> okay. What's your favorite like indulgence then? I mean, if I, if I were to, to drink, um, I'm so sorry you're allergic to alcohol. Yeah, I can imbibe very little. And then I'm like, oh like and then I'm like, you can imbibe. Yeah. That is a great <laughs> word, Allie. That is a great word. <laughs> Love that. Or like, do you have like a favorite, like, I don't know, drink, like just like either like soda or something, any, anything like that really? Would I be. do like carbonated water, flavored carbonated waters. Which I one's your favorite? Okay, which one's your favorite of that? So the. The LaCroix, am I saying that right? The yeah, LaCroix. LaCroix is what LaCroix. I say. <laughs> no, the company actually came forward and said it's pronounced LaCroix. Oh, well. Yeah, because I know there was some confusion well. on that. Yeah. <laughs> so LaCroix. Yeah, so which okay. one though? Like, nice. Which LaCroix? The Pompoose. The Pompoose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. The grapefruit one. The grapefruit. Mm -hmm. I nice. you have to try. You guys, I've been obsessed with buble or it's bubbly. I don't know. It's B U B L L Y. Why? But the cherry buble is, it is like really good. So good. Like I mean, you have to yeah. try that. It's so good. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. So good. Okay. The next question is what is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? One was for me when I was in the military, a friend of mine gave me this piece of advice and I think you can uh, apply it to a lot of things is he was telling me always prepare to get out. Like you never know when it's going to be because you could get injured. So then you get forced out. You could decide this isn't for me all of a sudden and you decide to get out or something could happen. Um, and yeah, you're just, you never know. So always have basically the, the underlying message was have a, a plan B. So yeah. That's always awesome. have an exit strategy. I, that's yeah. Exit great. Strategy. That's yeah. yeah. Um, and then the last one is what do you believe that you are an expert of? It does not need to be anything we've discussed here today. Just what do you feel you are an expert of? I feel that I'm really good at talking with people and having them feeling like very comfortable. And because, you know, I've used this during my interrogations and I've used uh, liaisoning throughout the country with agencies and stuff like that. I'm just really good with talking to people. You've had a lot that's of practice, amazing. sounds like. Yeah, you have. Well, that's our show. Thank you so much for being here with us, Allie. You can and should follow her at the grand finale on Instagram and her photography Instagram at the grand finale, the grand finale underscore photography. And please check out her website at www.thegrandfinale.com to see her acting work, photography, and booking appointments. Is there anything else you would like to plug? Um, so I've been on a couple movies recently. And <laughs> Yeah, I know. Between the time that, that we met, I was actually, I got to be a featured extra on a couple. And Congratulations. Yeah, that's amazing. Can you tell us which one? You ones? can't tell us anything, can you? 
The the first one I cannot. It's in post production, so I don't okay. know the other working title. The second Ooh. one is actually from a. It's called the Lucky Seven Challenge in Vegas, and so the the directors they submit a script, and if they're approved and accepted, they have seven thousand dollars to make a movie in seven days. So yes. Oh my yeah. gosh. So oh my god! How cool! Yes. Mm -hmm. So the one I got to be a part of is called Rogue Angel, and I like it so much because it focuses on a female veteran that, you know, a war-torn female veteran that comes home and takes revenge out on her abusive father. Um, not that I'm advocating violence, but... <laughs> we love a revenge story. Yeah, I love yeah. a revenge story. But I like that it, you know... it. The, the main character was a female with that type of background. So were you the, or were you a featured extra in that then? Yes. Okay. That's amazing. That's amazing. Oh, I'm so excited for you. Yeah. Yes, that my, is awesome. Thank you. So my background and knowledge actually helped to, to form that scene that they have in the war torn, like Afghanistan during a, a, a fight. Okay, so you need yeah. to get a consulting producer credit. Like, let's yeah. get you. <laughs> yeah, and I was actually hired on as to be a writer for another movie coming out in Vegas. That one I can tell you about. Yeah, um, please do. The, the Animal Protector is what it's called. Okay. And so, um, again, I was able to use my knowledge and experience to help him rewrite some of his scenes so that they're more realistic when involving law enforcement and military. Ooh, this is a really oh, good niche, Allie. This is a really good niche for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love this. Can we really keep like us that. posted? Yeah. yeah on how do. everything is going. And when you, when you can tell us the details of the other projects, please just like DM us or text us or yeah. whatever. I would we'll love to. We'll post it on our Instagram. Like, yeah. we'll, we'll support it. We'll support any way we can. I mean, that's this is huge. And we'll have to get, you know, another photo session in because, I mean, yeah. we, who needs, who, all we need is more photos. That's. Yeah. We should not go place. anywhere. That's all I want. <laughs> I just want to be taking photos all the time. Okay. So if you guys are not already doing so, please follow us on Instagram at nobody's pod at Andy underscore Wilk and at Bryce advice. It's the exact same on TikTok. Twitter is at nobody's the pod. Same for our personals. And you can always email us at no expert, all opinion at gmail.com. Thanks guys. We hope you have an amazing weekend. And more importantly, a mediocre week. Thanks guys. The Nobody's Podcast is produced by me, Annie Wilkinson, and Bryce McClay. It is recorded remotely in small, crummy apartments in the San Fernando Valley. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.